Hello and welcome to this episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. I am Father Stanislaw and I'm so privileged and honored to break the word with you and I feel so fortunate that you've decided to take this step heavenwards with me. I hope that um, you also will be able to commit yourself to take a step forward and think about your prayer life and um, ways in which you can be enriched, but most especially make sure that you also um, come up with a network of people that can support you in your journey. Let's bow our heads, let's pray, and let's welcome the Word of God for what it is. A wonderful opportunity to hear God speaking to us directly. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty in sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said, there was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time, the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, why did it true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being? Because this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her, lest she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, pay attention to what the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? What a strange question. What a strange thing. Jesus seems to say this phrase after telling about the parable, of course. It's almost, to me, it sounds like he's talking to himself. Like, what will happen? And as I was preparing myself for this liturgy, I let that phrase ring into my soul, and I had to ask myself, will I be able to continue to respond to God's love and revelation of his love to me? So that when I see Jesus face to face, he will say, yeah, you kept the faith, you continue to grow. Or will I reach a point when I say, whatever, and keep on doing what I do without relating to God? 
You see, this is a question that we all must ask, especially us priests. You know, of course I can say, of course I'm part of the faith, right, with the Mass and things, but it doesn't mean that I'm responding with my heart. And all of us have to ask this question because sometimes we get used to our faith without wondering, am I constantly finding new ways in which I can say to God, I love you too. We have been spending some time talking about faith, and of course we said that this is an ambiguous word because we use it in different ways. So we want to make sure we are on the same page, right? So we understand faith as being what the, the, the content of what God has told us about himself, about what he has done. Another way we use the word faith is to, real, to talk about and identify our denomination, our religion. But we are actually fo focusing on another side of the word faith, the one that allows us to meditate on the way we respond to God. That's a virtue. And that's what, you remember, we heard the disciples telling Jesus, increase our faith. Well, Jesus cannot increase what God has done because it's complete. What they are talking about is increase our way of responding to God. And that's what we always must ask ourselves. Have I, am I finding new ways of increasing my response to God? Or am I just happy with what I give Him and hope for the best? St. Paul told us that faith, maybe it works, the metaphor I used, I've been using, is like that of a fire, right? In order for the fire to keep on going, we had to put logs on the fire. And that log is exactly our faith, what God has given us. And St. Paul reminds us today that we have the responsibility of putting wood on the fire, and that wood comes from scriptures, for example. Our second reading today reminds us of how grateful we should be, and we are, because God has given us His Word. Word that allows us to live our life fully and completely as a child of God. And the question therefore is, how much of that faith will, am I putting on the fire? Am I letting my faith be nurtured by reading and meditating and studying scriptures? understanding the catechism, or I just pick things here and there from what we read from social media, the news and things, thinking that that's what the catechism is all about. So, but now for the fire to grow and to keep on going, not only we have to put wood on the fire, but we have to make sure that in the room there is enough oxygen, right? Fire needs an environment that allows it to you know, to, to keep on going. And that's what our next step is in this journey. By putting together the, himself and faith on earth, Jesus is saying, how are we relating to him? He is the author of our faith. So we do, we do not just follow a philosophy, a set of rules, or like maybe certain other things. We our part of our faith is to relate to God as a person, knowing that this person loves us immensely. And this environment, according to the scriptures, the place where the fire can keep on going is simply called 
prayer. That's how we respond to God. It's the environment, the air we breathe every single day. It's this attitude that allows us to keep always our eyes on Him and offer constantly everything we do for Him as we receive His love. We discover God's love in everything we do. We respond through everything we do to Him. Now, prayer is also a very ambiguous word, so we need to clear this one up as well. We want to make sure that we understand, because Jesus has been talking about prayers throughout the Gospel up to this, uh, this parable, and we want to make sure that we understand that there is a difference between praying and saying prayers. The parable is telling us that Jesus said this parable about the necessity of praying always without becoming tired. If prayer means only saying prayers, but that's impossible to say prayers always, right? Because at one point, you got to eat, you got to do other things, right? Our mind will be distracted. So what Jesus is trying to point at is the fact that Behind saying prayers, there is this attitude, layer of dimension of prayers that we must always have. And then, of course, we have times through the day where we have formal moments of prayers, when we take a, a moment to stop whatever we're doing and focus on God. And I hope this is an opportunity for us also to take a look at our formal moments of prayers. Do we, for, do we have a moment throughout the day when we really give to God the best. When we dialogue and we listen. Remember, if prayer ought to be a dialogue, it means there are two people talking. If we do all the talking, well, it's not a dialogue, is it? It's, it's something else. So we have to talk and we have to listen. So now, obviously this parable must always be understood correctly because it can lead to a major misunderstanding. Right? We have, first of all, we have this judge who is not concerned, neither about God nor about other people. He does his own thing. And we have this widow who is just telling the judge, render a just judgment. Okay? She's not asking for the moon. She's just saying to the judge, do your job well. Now, it's kind of funny that this judge who doesn't fear anybody is actually afraid of this little lady. Did you hear what he said? He said, I better do this, otherwise she comes and strike me. As a matter of fact, the Greek text actually has a reference to, the bla to a black eye. <laughs> All right? Now, can you see that? All right. So now we understand what he's feeling. Now, of course, we want to make sure that it, we naturally go on the side of the widow, and we always try to figure out, you know, how to enter into these parables. But yes, there is part of us that must be that widow, to pray constantly. But we must understand that the parable is not about harassment. Because sometimes we might think that if I keep asking God for the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, God will go, enough! I'm going to give you whatever you want. That's not what the prayer says, uh, the parable says. Do you understand? And I remember hitting this wall as well when I was growing up and I was developing my faith. For a short time, thank, thanks be to God, 
I run into those kind of novenas and things. I'm glad that I haven't seen them yet in this area. Uh, you know, there was a time when we had to write the same prayer nine times and put in, making different cop nine copies and putting in nine different pews in nine different ch churches. And then when you do all this, God will give you whatever you want. Please, my goodness, that's really spiritual harassment to God. It's like, dude, lighten up a bit. <clears throat> The parable talks us, the, the widow reminds us that we have to pray consistently and with passion. Sometimes it happens that we offer a prayer, we're going to pray for the peace in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, amen. Okay. If it doesn't move us, do you really think they will move God? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's about the heart. It's about the passion. It's about the commitment. Not the fact that if we keep nagging, God will give up and on his will, and he will do whatever we want. Are we on the same page there? All right. But we also have to look at the other side of the parable, and we also must be the judge. You see, people out there, people who are asking us for our prayers, people who are asking us to be the Christians when, that we claim to be, are playing a very important role. That widow, he's telling the judge, be the person you claim to be. And when we listen to what's happening out there in the world, they are telling us, be the Christian you claim to be. It's easy. I'm the best at being a Christian. It's when I wake up and leave the bed, the problems start. I wake up as the best Christian in the whole world. Then the moment I understand that there are other people out there, oh, becomes challenging. Why? Because now it has to become real. You understand? We are talking, we are really good. It's easy. But people are there as we listen, as we understand what they're going through. Even we, sometimes we don't understand what we're going through. It doesn't mean that we stop being Christians. It doesn't mean that we stop being merciful. Do you understand? So we have to be the widow, consistent, but also the judge. Always able to say, I better be the type of person that I claim to be. You see, life is like a, a, a struggle. It's like a war. Okay, we see this in the first reading as well. And what did Moses do? Because he had to win against the, the other king. Well, he says exactly, he does what God told him to do. To keep on praying. To keep that connection with God always alive. And what does he do? He goes on top of, of the, the place there, and he raises his hand and keeps on praying, and he hold, he's holding the staff that God told him to have. But then life gets tiring, right? So he's going down like, oh, this is tiring. It's, and believe me, this is not a very uh, suitable position with your hands up. After a while, the arms get tired, so you start going. It, you notice sometimes when the Eucharistic prayer is too long, the hands go down. Like because but so what happens well guess what the community realized that and they want to support Moses and they put a stone on which he can sit and there are two of them holding his hand that's a powerful image that we want to take a look at first of all where is our faith standing on where is our relationship with God based on is it stable 
body keeps moving, whether based on our feelings, what we are feeling at this particular time, if somebody upset us. If, you know, sometimes we go up and down, left and right. Instead, Moses tells us, get a boulder, something sturdy, and sit on it. Meaning, we are taking a stand on something solid. And that's God's revelation, God's word, our faith. And then, who is helping you in time of tiredness to keep your hands off? That's the role we play as a community. We have to encourage each other to keep on going. Now, I just want you to know that one of those arms, I'm there to support you. And I really hope that you are there to support me as well. Constantly pray for one another, not only in this way, but also with one another, so that we will continue to be encouraged to keep on going. But who's holding the other one? Do you have someone that you know is supporting you so that you can be the type of person that you want to be, a child of God? We all have to have it. And in order to have it, you also have to be willing to be one. You see how beautiful it is? Knowing that no matter what we go through, there are people out there supporting us. And that's those two guys supporting Moses. It's really a beautiful image of what we should be as a parish. Making sure that we are all standing this way. With our hands towards heaven. Willing to constantly say, we, are, we want to do your will, O oh God. As we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that he is revealing himself to us as a loving father who is telling us, inviting us to be trusting and yet is inviting us to take a look at our hearts, wondering if we are really relating and if this relationship is growing. And we want to bring to the altar not only our struggles but also our commitment to take a look at our lives and ask ourselves, is my faith growing? Am I growing in my formal knowledge of the revelation of God or scriptures. If not, what am I willing to do to learn more about our faith? And is my prayer life helping me to deepen my understanding of God, of his love for us? And am I more and more loving with the people out there? In this way, I hope, and we pray that we will continue to help each other to continue to say yes to the will of God and by living the gospel, we witness to all people that indeed we have received justice and mercy from him and we are willing to give it to all because only this way we will be able to let his kingdom come in our midst. And I hope that the Holy Spirit will inspire you to put this word into practice and build up a network of um, connection with God and with one another, with other people that allows your faith to grow in a healthy way. Faith and prayer are indeed connected and one feeds the other, so we need to have them both. And I pray that um, you will find a way to increase your prayer life. I wish you well and I hope that uh, you will be open to receive God's blessing this week and I'll talk to you next time. God bless.